Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Eidelman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Eidelman Unplugged. Hey everyone, welcome to this new episode of Eidelman Unplugged. I'm actually on location here in San Diego uh, doing the podcast uh, here live on location, which means you might hear some background chatter, some people talking, uh, things moving about. So uh, that's what that's about. Anyway, want to get this out. I'm actually working on an article, hoping to release it in the new, near future. The title is going to be Take the Test, Seven Traits of a Modern Day Pharisee. And as most people know, a Pharisee was a religious leader during the time of Christ. And they did not have a relationship with the true God, the living God, because they had outward works, but the heart was just very wicked and prideful. And so pride was the main stumbling block that kept them from repenting and turning to God. And what does that mean for us today? Well, we use the term modern day Pharisees to reflect those who have similar qualities that the Pharisees had. And um, it's not a good spot to be because spiritual Pride blinds us, and we think we're spiritual. We think we think we're doing all these good things, and uh, we think we're following God. And really, what it becomes is the letter of the law, and not the the fruit of the spirit. And I know people who, boy, oh boy, I mean, they try to keep the letter of the law from, I mean, you name it. You know, no holidays to they don't celebrate holiday holidays to. I mean, they have they honor the festivals. Other groups are just totally right by the book. Uh, you know, it just ruled their families with a rod of iron. Now, granted, if you don't want to celebrate holidays and you disagree with that, you know, no biggie to me. I've got some concerns with some holidays myself. Uh, and, you know, you have to be stern in your home and let God's uh, word rule and reign. And, you know, obviously I'm assuming the listener, you, knows I'm, I'm not talking about those types of things. I'm just talking about you know, a home that is volatile. It is, you know, do this, do this, do this. And there's no love there. There's no fruit of the spirit. And you have to have sound doctrine with the fruit of the spirit. And so there is a test that we can give ourselves. Uh, and even Christians, I mean, I, granted, a modern day Pharisee technically would not even be saved. Um, and that would be a dangerous spot. But also there are Christians who, because of pride, and usually it comes from Often younger Christians, maybe fresh out of seminary, maybe, you know, uh, just there's a lot of pride in their life and they're spiritual from when they're young and maybe their dad's popular or their dad's a preacher or they they just are, are really gifted in what they do and they've never been humbled yet. And so there's a lot of pride and they can resemble a modern day Pharisee. And that's, that's a little bit different, obviously, because they are saved. They're just quenching and grieving the spirit. And this is a group that Jesus said... Um, you know, you, you have zeal, but there is no love. There's this, you know, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. And so there's so many things here, but Matthew 23, if you want to go through that on your own, really sheds light on what to look for, what the test is and why Jesus opposed them. So the first thing is we see with modern day Pharisees is they say, but they do not do Matthew 23, Jesus begins 
by telling the multitude there um, that, hey, look how they sit in Moses' seat. Now, granted, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, therefore, whatever they tell you to do, you know, whatever they tell you to observe, here's what Moses said to do. Here's what the Bible says, do it, but do not do according to their works for they say, and they do not do. So obedience to God's word is not wrong. We know that, and we should instruct others, but it must come from a humble, loving heart. The Pharisees hurt people with God's word. They pull down rather than build up. Uh, And I like, uh, there's a good book out there. It's a small booklet, Contentiously Contending. Uh, Anton Bosch, he made a great point. They enjoy the fact that engaging in debate makes them feel intellectual, while others just must have the last word. Hmm, interesting. They enjoy the fact that engaging in debate makes them feel intellectual. So often these people are debaters. They like to debate. And uh, why? Because it's 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 pride. It shows. Look, I want people to know how knowledgeable I am. I lack love and humility, so let me make up in this area of of uh, my intellect. And he mentioned here there are those who have to win every argument, and um, they're like bulldogs. He goes on to say they cannot release once their jaws have locked onto or into the prey. That is so true. And the reason I talk about these things is to hopefully bring a sense of awareness and humility and and just say, hey, you know, I don't want to be like that anymore. So modern day Pharisees will, will, will have this whole list of rules and they'll try to follow a lot of them, but often you won't see them, uh, you know, just at times of worship, times of prayer, you know, they're not going to be fasting and at the altar and broken before God, you know, they just, they just don't have that humble heart. And my concern is a lot of these people are just not saved. And so they say, but they do not do. And then number two, uh, they love to show off. They enjoy the praise of men. And that's actually what I mentioned earlier about why a lot of them love to debate. Uh, Matthew 23, five through six, but all their works they do to be seen by who? Men. They make their flactories, which is a, it's a small leather box. Uh, containing the Hebrew text, and they would wear it to morning prayer and things like that. And so they would they have this huge box on their foreheads and in different areas. And look, look how you know spiritual I am. And they would enlarge the borders of their garments, and they love to sit in the best places. And we see that a lot today. You know, people. I, I go to a lot of conferences and things, and those people that want the the front row and they want the center stage attention. And now today, it's. It's, uh, you know, they want the selfies and the notoriety and the recognition and, um, you know, it's, it, but you know, a lot of that is, is, is harmful. I'm sorry. It's harmless if the heart's right. And it's kind of cool to, to just, you know, my wife always encourages me to take pictures and I don't as much as I should. Um, but I'm actually at an event now, you know, Francis Chan is here, Jonathan Kahn, uh, who else are there? Some, um, other high-profile Christians. And so, you know, I see a lot of people wanting to get pictures and things, and that in and of itself isn't bad, but it's that self-exaltation and, and boasting and wanting the to appear spiritual. And the, the sad thing is they don't have a relationship with God. There's no humility. Uh, and they have ulterior motives. Uh, you know, so when they do something, they are in show-off mode. And that's why a lot of these people, they want it. They study the Bible a lot. They know a lot about the Bible, 
and they just want to show off. They want to argue. They want to debate. They want to show off. There's no love in their heart. They're not teachable. It's it's really, really sad. It really breaks my heart because everyone knows it except them. <laughs> That's the, the sad thing. Now, again, we all struggle with pride. Yours truly. Anybody who preaches, anybody who's a Christian for any length of time, you know, pride comes in there, but you, you keep it, you know, you, you try to stay just humble before God and and they love to, you know, lord over people, boss them around, and they even look for opportunities to pull other people down. And uh, especially when they see someone caught in sin, instead of helping them, they want to hurt them, they want to point them out, and they want to judge them. It's because it's it's a judgmental, arrogant, prideful, Pharisee, pharmaceutical heart. And uh, so that was number, let me see, what was number one again? Oh, they say and do not do. And then uh, number two, they love to show off. Number three, they are unteachable. They are blind guides. They lead people further away from God, not closer. Jesus said, but woe to you, you scribes and Pharisees, you are hypocrites. You shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. So basically, they won't humble themselves. They're not going to say, you know what, I could be wrong in this area. I, I can see how I'm like that, and please forgive me, and there's no brokenness and humility. It's actually these people think they're God's gift to to mankind, and uh, especially in this case, these Pharisees are not saved. They put tradition above everything else, and they make the word of God of no effect through their ter- tradition. So they're blind guides because they're leading people uh, in a in a dangerous direction, and sadly, blind guides, they actually lead others in a dangerous direction as well. And I've seen this a lot over the years with, with our church. You get those modern day Pharisees, or they might, you know, be Christians, but just the boy, oh boy, they resemble a modern day Pharisee more than a Christian. And they will pull people away from the church. Yeah, but you know, you know, Shane, you know, that church, I don't know what they teach. And, and I don't know, it's always over non-essentials. They're just that divisive, critical spirit. They think they know it all. And it's just, again, sad to see. Uh, so they're unteachable, blind guides. And then number four, uh, mercy and compassion are lacking in their lives. Let me say that again. Mercy and compassion, gentleness, love, all that is lacking. Why? Because that is the fruit of the Spirit. So the Pharisees, modern-day Pharisees, are those very, very, very prideful Christians who need to repent. They are... Um, they're, they're not, they don't have no, they have, they don't have fruit of the spirit. They have fruit of the flesh. So they, they're not loving. And so their home is a very difficult spot. Many times, uh, angry homes, you know, just by the book and very stern, rigid, cold, formal, lifeless, loveless. And uh, it, it's sad. And so modern day Pharisees, I know I've said it's sad a lot, but it is. It's very sad. <laughs> Mercy and compassion are lacking in their lives. Uh, they fight and they contend for the little things, but they avoid what's really important. Jesus said, woe to you. You you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and they would give you know an actual mint, like the mint leaves and, and cumin. It's a, it's a um, I believe it's an herb. But they neglect the weightier matters of, of justice and mercy and faith and these things Jesus said you have you should have done without leaving the others undone you are blind guides you strain out a gnat and you swallow a camel what imagery 
what they're doing, um, I don't know if you've ever had a little gnat fly in your mouth. I have plenty of times bike riding. It's not fun. And I believe they would actually try to get these out because, you know, it would get into their, their protocols and procedures and uh, what you can, can't eat or different things. But they would, they would, they would get rid of this gnat. But Jesus says that uh, you swallow a whole camel. Like you are totally missing the point. And they can't offer grace and mercy to others because they themselves have never received God's grace and mercy. Number five, they focus on the external, but not the internal. Now, I won't spend too much time here because that's kind of what I've been alluding to, that it's all about, you know, doing this and the Bible says this and that's what it says and you got to do this and and here's what it says and I'm your parent you got to honor me and and we're just by the book and you know there's no love but they're by the book and that that you have to have the the love of God and theology and God's word because if not you, the letter will kill and the spirit is what gives it life. So you can just beat people up with the word of God. You can throw scriptures at them, but it's your love and compassion, humility. And I believe actually that's what, you know, we know that kids uh, um, are led astray at home often if their parents are lukewarm and carnal and just don't really care about God much. But did you know that a lot of Christian kids are led away from the Lord when the home is too stern, too hard? It's like concrete. It's like just, it's rigid and uh, mean spirited. And, you know, it's all in the external. Let's, and, and usually, you know, it's, it, it's, there's a lot of Bible reading, Bible memorizing, and that's great. I wish we would do more of that. But see, if, if that's what you have, minus the love and grace and humility and gentleness, it, it, it's, uh, what's the best way to explain this? You're focusing on doing and doing and doing and not resting in who Christ is and what he has done for you. And so uh, let's say, okay, I'm reading the word, I'm studying the word, I'm teaching my kids, but there's a laughing uh, about, you know, just uh, not laughing, making fun, but there's a joy and there's a love and hey, kids, I'm sorry about that. I could handle that better. And you're owning it and you're showing what forgiveness looks like and you're you're walking in true humility and the love of Christ is compelling you to to just lead in this direction. So you you have to have sound theology and you have to, you know, more, I wish more people would teach the Bible and, um, you know, um, uh, study and memorize and different things. And I've noticed this over the years um, on this point, and it's been 12 years now of church planning and there's been a good, you know, a good significant amount of people. Uh, I, I would say maybe at least a dozen or so. You know, they're not the church anymore. And um, what what they would often do is they're into, um, obviously, again, it's good. Read the Bible with your kids, memorize. But they would often, th this modern-day Pharisee, or at least they had the tendencies of this. And again, I've, I've had the tendencies of being a modern-day Pharisee. You know, it's something you got to repent of sometimes, but often they would, they would, they would want to correct my teaching, uh, throughout the week or, you know, let's sit the kids down or let's sit my spouse down or let's correct what pastor Shane said. And which is not bad if number one, you say something wrong and you say something you disagree with, but I don't know if I've ever corrected when I was going to church, my, you know, people in front of my kids, unless it's blatant, unless it's needs to be clarified. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, let's say, you know, I, I'm, it's pretty well known. I, I believe the rapture could be 
um, later, maybe after tribulation. And I, and I believe a person doesn't, will not lose their salvation. Uh, and I believe, you know, that God has called men to be elders of the church. And, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't argue over these things. I mean, the salvation one's definitely pretty big for me. But, you know, if they say, hey, you know, here's why I don't believe that. Here's why Pastor Shane believes it. And, and, but there's a graciousness. There's a love. There's an understanding. I, nobody's going to see the, the things the same way you do. I hope there's differences. There's iron sharpening iron. I got some of my friends down here at this event. We see differently on some of these issues. Um, but is it, you know, I've, even my kids have came home with other teachers. Uh, and they said, dad, dad, the, the, you know, Sunday school teacher, we learned this lesson. They said, you know, there's going to be lots of animals in heaven. Okay. Well, maybe, you know, so, but do I, oh no, 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 no. See, that's what the Pharisee does. Oh no, 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 no. Here's why they're wrong. Or they'll say, Hey, um, dad, you know, I, I can give you, you know, many examples that aren't essentials. Hey, they said that, you know, we, we have to really, you know, we can't wander from the faith. We don't want to drift from God and we don't want to you know, maybe find out someday we left our first love and I'm, and I'm not going to say, well, that, that doesn't happen. You're secure in your salvation. That person doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, so you're, there's love and grace. Well, at the same time, you can correct a teaching. So if somebody disagrees with my teaching, by all means, you know, tell your kids why you believe it and why I believe what I believe and just show both sides and see there's, that's the whole point. There's not a gentleness there. It's a, it's a very arrogant, arrogant, um, you know, spirit there. So let's see. Um, oh yeah. Woe to you scribes and Pharisees. Uh, you, you wash the outside of the dish, but inside you are full of ex, ex, extortion and self indulgence. First clean the inside of the cup and the dish, then the outside will be clean also. So it's like the, the example is leaving a bowl of cereal out all week. Have you ever done that for a few days? Man, that's nasty. Uh, and so what they do is they'll wash the outside of the cup and then they'll put it, still put it back in the, the cupboard with the other bulls. And so, wow, how is, that's not good. And so that's what he means here when you're focusing on the external and not the internal of your heart. It's like an actor uh, kind of, it's, it's that attitude, you know, don't, how dare you challenge me versus the disciples when they said, Lord, is it I? When he challenged them, you know, there's a humbleness, there's a brokenness, a humility. Uh, number six, they excuse their actions. This is, this is huge. They excuse their actions. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You build the tombs of the prophets and you adorn them with monuments. Or I'm sorry, and you adore the monuments. Let me, let me, let me, let me back up a little bit. So they're building the tombs of the prophets and they put, um, what they would call, uh, they would decorate decorations on the monuments of these righteous prophets. And, uh, they, and Jesus said, Oh, you, you say, if you would have lived in those days, you wouldn't have had, you wouldn't have killed them like your fathers did. And he, Jesus called them on it. He said, your witnesses against yourselves that you are sons of the murderers of the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your father's guilt. Serpents, you brought, brood of vipers. How can you escape the condemnation of hell? Very strong words. They excuse their actions. They're, oh, no, no. If we lived there, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have done that. that. That was our fathers did kill the prophets. And and so they're excusing, they're not owning. And you'll see somebody with these tendencies, a modern day Pharisee, they excuse their actions. They're always right. 
their teaching is always right in the Bible. They'll say, "Well, no, I'll 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 change if I'm corrected." And but they're not they're not they're just saying that to appease you. And there's just no no humility and um, every they just have an excuse for everything. And um, it's sad because it's definitely a characteristic of a of a false uh, not a false prophet but a, a modern day Pharisee. And they didn't learn from past mistakes either. Uh, they knew their fathers uh, killed righteous men, but they excused it. And today, uh, we see that Pharisees can look back at their actions and and you know see that they hurt people, but instead of repenting, they become cold and callous. They excuse their actions. So, a Pharisee, modern day Pharisee, maybe is hurting their kids or hurting others, and they're making excuses. Well, no, I'm just. I'm just uh whatever, I'm just a Bible thumper or I'm just I'm just preaching the word. I'm just holding on to truth. I'm just I'm just I'm just sharing scripture and you know you're hurting people by your arrogant pride and and uh, you know it's just sad. Um that's why William Steele, I like what he said, many who for the first time come under the sound of Holy Ghost preaching are mortally offended because they have never been exposed to the white light of the Spirit. And that's just the the, the Holy Spirit, when he is is moving and and operating in our lives, it's incredible. And he can change the heart of the modern-day Pharisee. But they, they can't be offended. They have to be repentant. They have to repent and own what they've done. And then finally, it leads obviously to the next point, they are unwilling to repent. They're unwilling to repent. And this, of course, is tied to an unteachable spirit. Um, so it, it does beg the question, like when Jesus said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, and it's really in that that's in the same context as we were just reading. You know, you kill the prophets and you stone those who are sent to you. How often I wanted to gather you as a child, uh, gather you, you you as a as a mother hen would gather her children, and but you were not willing. Again, you were not willing. And that's what's sad about this. And, um, you know, people listening to this, there's going to be people, people that say, amen, so true. And others that probably won't even get through the first three points. I hope they get this far, but you have to own it. You have to say, you know what? I, I need to repent of this. This is wrong. I'm hurting others. I'm hurting my family. I'm hurting my relationship with the Lord. If I even have a relationship with the Lord. And, um, so, you know, as much as modern day Pharisees don't like an altar call, that's exactly what, what they need. They need to repent of their Phariseeism. And, and again, I go through all these myself. I, I'm, I'm going to go through, uh, you know, do I say, but I do not do? Um, do I love to show off, enjoy the praises of men? I mean, of course, we were, there was something inside of us uh, that was built to want to accomplish things, you know, have zeal for the things of God. And, and when those things are recognized, it can feel good that we did something for God. And and so you have to find, you have to be careful there. Uh, am I unteachable? Um, am I lacking mercy and compassion? Am I just focused on the external doing, 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 but my heart is wrong? For example, you know, I can, let's say, not go to the movies, uh, not do these certain things, um, follow the Bible in this area, but then just leave this this room this area and go into like the conference I'm at and just be judgmental on these people and prideful and condescending and a critical spirit. And then my, it's like my external behavior is not going to cover the inner, inner internal condition of my heart. You know, that has to change. So anyway, I hope this helps. It was a, I know a hard one for some of us, but it's, it's definitely, definitely needed because 
If you're a modern day Pharisee, you have to ask a very important question. Do I truly have a relationship with Christ? Do I truly, or am I following rules and regulations? Am I, am I, am I trying to save myself by good works? Or you're a believer, but you're quenching and grieving the spirit to such a degree that you have no power of God in your life. You've never led anyone to the Lord, or it's been years. Uh, you hurt people. You hurt people in your family and in the church, and and you've got to repent to that and and let God change that from the inside out. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Idleman Unplugged on Modern Day Pharisees. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Again, my name is Luke Duncan, and I am your host of Idleman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Idleman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality and Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these eBooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.